Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would you be the jerk if you refused to let your stepson live with you? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my wife that my mother will never love her and to stop trying? I've been married to my wife for two years, and the best way to describe my mother is cold. She's not rude or anything, it's just disinterested in my wife. The best way I can explain my mom is that she's tired. She had a really hard life, doesn't have much affection left to give, and she rarely gets close to anyone. It's pure disinterest and she can't bring herself to care about new people. She's a retired old lady that just wants to sit on the porch and not make small talk with people. I've explained this to my wife before and told my mother's story. We had a little get-together at my mom's house. My mom doesn't like it when people bring food. She works all day to make a spread and it's like her thing. She just wants to provide for the guests. My wife came home from work and she brought food, potato salad. I stop her from bringing it in. The whole night she's just bothering her when she was on the porch, asking her if she wants to go on a shopping trip. When my mom asks for some quiet, she still talks on. When I was walking by, she asked me to take my wife away from her. This made my wife upset, but I did it since I could see my mom was getting close to the end of her rope. We had a talk in the car about what that was all about, and that she just wants to be loved by her mother-in-law. She's being nice, so she doesn't get why she doesn't like her. I told her my mother will never love her and to just stop. What she's doing is actively making her dislike you and to leave the woman alone. She called me a jerk and hasn't spoken to me since. Edit was told to include this comment from an info comment. Almost never, most of the time, if people join her on the porch, it's very little small talk or just join her watching the garden. She doesn't care how loud they are in the house or anything like that. She likes watching others have a good time, more of an observer than anything. She asked for quiet with my wife, since she was just going on for a while. My sister was out there and told me mom tried politer ways to ask for her to be quiet, and it didn't work. Also, the direct request didn't work with my wife, and she kept going. I don't think OP's the jerk here, because he's just explaining very clearly to his wife who his mother is. It doesn't make him a jerk for being blunt and honest about the fact that the wife is not going to be able to craft a relationship that the mother is never going to want to pursue. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for telling the people renting land for my in-laws they should be nicer to me if they want to keep renting when my husband takes over the lease? My husband and I and his parents live on their farm. We renovated it to make it a hobby farm again. There are three pastures, two my husband uses, and the third we were repairing to use it. My in-laws were aware of this. During our repairs, one of the neighbors asked my in-laws about renting out the pasture because they had too many heads for the land they already had. My in-laws agreed because it was the right thing to do according to their faith and it would generate a bit more income for them before they moved. My husband and I weren't happy about it but stuck a pin in our plans to see how things played out until the end of the lease to see if something could be worked out to accommodate everyone. We're now three months into this arrangement and it's been a nightmare. 
The path to the pasture goes right by our house since it's close to it. They've complained about my smoking the good stuff on my porch no matter what time I go out to smoke. They complain that I play music they don't want their kids to hear. They complain that we use our fire pit, which is about 50 yards from the pasture. I reached the end of my patience yesterday. When I'm getting ready in the mornings or after a shower, I walk around our house nude. My in-laws house isn't anywhere in sight and we're tucked off our road through the farm so our curtains are always open. If I see the renter's truck going over before I shower, I either close the curtains or just get dressed. No one was at the pasture yesterday when I took my shower and I didn't see the truck after, so I just walked around the house for a while. After about 25 minutes, there was a knock at the door. It was the neighbors. They complained that I needed to be more considerate and act decent by putting clothes on because I should be well aware by now. They bring their kids with them to take care of the cattle, and they don't want their kids seeing that. Then they started about how they're paying good money to use the pasture and paid out of pocket to make it usable. I stopped them there and told them that they didn't do all the work to make it usable. It was already halfway done because of my husband and me. I also told them, paraphrasing here, you don't own the farm. You're only renting one pasture, so you've got no right to tell me what to do in and around my own house. Don't want to accidentally see something? Stop looking at our windows. If you want any chance of having your lease renewed after my husband takes over, you should stop acting so self-important. Act like the people of faith you claim to be and be nicer to me. They told my in-laws about it who took it to my husband. He's fine with what I said as he's had his own issues with them. But we're wondering if we should apologize to in-laws and the neighbors to keep the peace if I handled it wrong. We'd like some outsider views, so am I the jerk? Additional info, we're not waiting for my in-laws to die, nor is it a matter of if he inherits, but when. Early inheriting is a thing that reduces the inheritance tax here and makes the transfer go more smoothly. They've already started the process for turning the farm over to my husband's ownership so that when they move in with brother-in-law in a year or two, it's already done, or at the least very close to completion. I just think that they're upset that their own supposed moral and principles are being used against them. Act like the people of faith you claim to be. Plus, when you're in a situation where you have to explicitly go out of your way to watch and look for somebody in their own house... I don't think you're in the wrong. Although, personally, I would have the blinds closed, but that's just me. Our next story is, am I the jerk for moving my alcoholic dad in with me to essentially drink himself to death? My siblings are understandably upset, but have done very little to actually help since they've moved away. So obviously, this is a screwed up situation all around. My dad is 58 and a severe alcoholic. I am 22. I have a half-sister who's 45 and a full brother who's 24. They live in different states. I did not stay behind to care for my dad, but I've really been his only support system. He's been in and out of rehab. He's been arrested for public intoxication, public indecency, DUI well over 20 times, and numerous other things that would probably break the rules to talk about them. This has been going on as long as I can remember. He is destitute, malnourished, and has advanced ARD, alcohol-related dementia, which is worse when he doesn't drink. He can't work, drive, or care for himself in any meaningful way. I've been there for all of it while my siblings left a long time ago and have done nothing other than an occasional check. My sister arranged for him to be put in a long-term care facility. She was not paying for it, state-funded, fairly close to me. He was sober but was caught several times stealing alcohol wipes to either suck on them. I visited him twice and it was like a horror show. 
I didn't realize places like this existed outside of the movies. During one of his coherent moments, he begged me to take him out. I told him the second he had access to alcohol, he'll drink again. He said he knew, but he's ready to die and he's at peace with it. I talked it over with my husband, and we hired a specialist to examine my dad, and he said if he drinks, he has maybe six months left. We did a quick remodel on our house, so my dad will have easy access to a bathroom, and we said we'll buy him a 30-pack of cheap beer a day, and he can stay with us until he's gone. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Yes, it sucks, but on one hand, he has his family, he's not covered in bed bugs. he's clean and has entertainment, he's not stealing to fund his habit, he's not bothering the public and he won't get arrested. My siblings think that he was going to get better in the facility and think I've signed him up for a death sentence. I told them they are welcome to move him to a facility closer to them, so they can be the ones to visit him and see his food covered in roaches and his baths being wiped down with chemicals. My sister said she can't because of her reputation as a real estate agent. My stomach hurt I laughed so hard, and my brother said he doesn't want his kids to see their grandpa like that. Both ridiculous excuses, but they insist on being angry with me when I'm the one who's borne all the stress and heartache of seeing this in person. To me, this allows a man who has made some terrible choices in his life the ability to at least not linger in some heck hole for the next 10 years and die as crappy as he lived, but at least on his own terms. Am I the jerk? Honestly, not gonna lie, this might be the first Am I the Jerk here post that I'm not fully sure if I'm fully comfortable even trying to break down. All I would say is, is if OP goes forward with this... I would make sure that there is no legal boundaries being crossed here, because assisting in those matters and buying a 30-pack of beer every single day might qualify for that, especially with family members who don't necessarily want that to happen, could be some serious vying for some charges. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying I don't like my friend's boyfriend, which caused him to lose a job opportunity? I, 27, have a friend, Natalie, who has a boyfriend, Jamie. Jamie is a complete jerk. He's one of those people who makes below-the-belt jokes and then calls you sensitive if you don't find it funny. In the 18 months I've known him, he's called Natalie fat, average, boring to her face too many times to count. He's called many of our mutual friends rude and demeaning things and has purposely antagonized me on many occasions. We all put up with him because if we don't, we'd never see Natalie, but he really is the butt of every joke and a walking cliché. My roommate Harry recently had a job come up in his company that Natalie asked him to interview Jamie for. Harry is part of our wider friendship group. His friend is dating one of the girls in our group and has met Jamie but not really spent much time with him, so thought he was an alright guy. I decided to keep out of it because I know Jamie has been unemployed for a while and it's really affected Natalie. However, when Harry mentioned he was going to do the interview at our apartment, he could see I was uncomfortable. I didn't mention anywhere near the extent of Jamie's behavior, just said that he'd made a couple of demeaning remarks to or about me and I wasn't overly keen on being around when he was. I told Harry not to do anything about this and that he should hire the best person for the job. Harry went through with the interview, but he made Jamie do a lot of prep work and a presentation to other employees and then made him interview extremely long for no reason. Then at the end, he said he wasn't going to hire him. Jamie got mad at Natalie over it and she got mad at me, saying I shouldn't have said anything about Jamie knowing how great the job would be and how hard it is to get jobs in the field. On top of that, I should have been sensitive to his unemployment and that I'm ignorant to how difficult the job market is. She's now not speaking to me and our friends are divided. To think I shouldn't have said anything because Jamie really needs the work and ultimately it would have been helping Natalie? One friend thinks it's fair I express not wanting Jamie in my home and that I owed it to Harry to tell him because Jamie is an HR problem waiting to happen. On the one hand, yes, his off-the-clock behavior shouldn't cost Jamie a job, but on the other hand, why should I have to cover up for the way Jamie is? If honesty makes him look bad, then maybe that's his problem. Then again, I guess it was some pretty bad antics that had real-life consequences, so maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I'm not sure whether I should apologize. ETA, for everyone asking how it got out that I told Harry, Jamie went home and went off on Natalie. I mean, here's the thing. If the employer knows and has experience of their off-the-clock behavior, are you supposed to, in any situation, just ignore that? I mean, if you know that this possible employee has the capability of acting in a way that might really be a risk for the job or your coworkers. I think you're doing the right thing in speaking up about it and in being transparent. Better than following some fake guideline that you have to be impartial in the work field. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my friend she was out of line and deserved what happened to her? My friend, let's call her Polly, worked at a women's only salon with all female stylists that caters to Jewish and hijabi Muslim women, but is open to all women. The doors can only be opened from the inside and there are no windows, so men cannot see in and see their hair at any time. Polly often photographs client styles when she's done. She always covers their faces and the pictures mostly go into a photo book for other clients to look at that stays in the salon and is never seen by men. Sometimes, however, she posts certain clients online, usually clients who don't have religious hair restrictions. 
Recently, however, she has a Muslim client who got a really cool style and dye job that she'd never seen or done before. She asked her if she could photograph it when she was done, and the client said yes, thinking it was just going into the salon photo book. Well, my friend posted one of the photos where you could see absolutely none of her face online. Her client saw it and was distraught because men could see it. My friend argued that no one would even know it was her, but the client threatened to sue her if she didn't take it down. Then the client and her friends called the owner and said that they wouldn't be back as long as my friend was employed there because they no longer felt safe there. So Polly was fired. Polly told me and another friend, we'll call Lucy this at lunch yesterday with a whole woe is me attitude. Then she asked me what I thought about it. I told her honestly that what she did was out of line, that this was a long-term client, not a new one, and that Polly knew she was a hijabi and had chosen to ignore her religious beliefs, that she had deserved everything that had happened to her. This upset Polly and she yelled that it was a single mistake, called me a judgmental bench, and then stormed out of the restaurant. Lucy thinks I was too harsh on her, that she didn't mean harm to anyone and she was just excited about her work and had made a simple mistake that she tried to correct by deleting the picture. I trust Lucy and now I'm wondering if maybe I was the jerk for not taking Polly's side. Yeah, OP's not the jerk. It could still be one little mistake. She's still wrong and OP didn't say anything untrue. I think whether or not this was a mistake, you should have enough common sense to not post somebody's photo, blurred face or otherwise, who clearly is not going to consent to that. Or, you know, hasn't consented to it. This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to take out a car in my name for my boyfriend? I, female 25, have been with my boyfriend 27 for 3 years. He sold his car 2 months ago and is currently saving for a new one, or so I thought. We live in the Caribbean. Last night he came over and asked me what I thought about him using his car money to start a car wash. I told him that he can use the space he has at home to open a car wash and he doesn't necessarily need to use all his money to open a business as simple as that. He said the vision he has is to also include auto detailing and that he would use the money to purchase equipment for it. I told him I don't think that it's a good idea, but I'll support him if he decides to do it. He then said that he's happy I'm on his side because he wants us to do something together. I thought he meant me helping with his business, but no. He explained that his idea of together is me taking out a loan for a car that will be on my name, but he'll drive it because I don't drive. When I asked who will be making the payments, he said the bank will take the money out of my account every month and he will pay half. I told him I am absolutely not paying half for a car I'm not driving. He said it would be our car and that when I eventually get my license, I'll be able to drive it too. I said that this entire scenario makes no sense as I have no intention of driving anytime soon and literally anything can happen. I asked if we break up. What then? He said even if we break up, he'll continue paying for his share of the share, so I won't bear that payment. When I asked why he can't just pay for the full payment, he said he plans to leave his job and do his car wash slash detailing business full time, so he won't be able to cover the full payment until his business takes off. I told him that I'm sorry, but I can't take out a loan for him, nor put a car in my name when he's so unstable. He called me a selfish jerk, one he can't see a future with, and left. Now he won't speak to me. My mom says I'm in the right, but now I feel bad because if I don't take out the loan, he won't be able to. Am I the jerk? 
Yeah, I can't blame OP. It's just not a decision that makes much sense. I understand in his situation, he has a plan and he needs some help, and it sucks that it isn't going to go his way, but they cannot bank on somebody bailing them out and taking on that much of a burden, relationship or not. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting my boyfriend to cook after he invited more people than planned? My 23-year-old female, boyfriend 25-year-old male and I were supposed to host a dinner for us and another couple we met on vacation tomorrow. I'm supposed to be in charge of the cooking. Two days ago, before going to work, my boyfriend tells me that he forgot to tell me that he invited our neighbors and their three children. I was kinda annoyed he didn't ask me first, but whatever. I said okay. Next time, ask me if I'm okay with it first. After coming home from work the same day, he tells me that he invited two of his colleagues and that they'll come with their wives and kids. They have one kid each, so that'll make two more children. I got upset when he told me this because one... He invited six more people without asking me first, again, and two, he told me that I needed to make a different dish for his colleague's kids because they won't like what I'm planning to cook. I told my boyfriend that he needed to be the one cooking because I didn't want to anymore. He asks me why, as I initially agreed to cook. I said I initially agreed to cook for four people, not 15. I added that it'll be easier for him to cook for 15 people anyways because he has his whole afternoon free while I'd be working until 4pm. My boyfriend doesn't agree though and thinks it's unfair of me to have agreed to cook just to take it back last minute. I said I'd be okay to help with the kids' food once I come back from work, but he needed to do the rest. He doesn't want to and even threatened to cancel the whole thing if I wasn't cooking. Am I being the jerk here? Should I be the one cooking still as I was supposed to cook from the beginning? Or is it only fair that he cooks for the additional 11 people he invited? 100% if you only planned for cooking for 4 people and you get told last minute, Hey, sorry, I invited 11 more people, more than double. Yeah, you have a right to be upset and not want to cook for that amount of people. That is a huge increase in the amount of labor you have to do. This next story is, Am I the jerk for not believing my husband stayed in while sick? My husband, 42-year-old male, our toddler, and me, 34-year-old female, were going camping when he got terrible diarrhea and couldn't come. While I was gone, my mom, has a room at our house, checked on him and he was gone. She texted thinking he came on the trip. He didn't, so I asked him if he went out. He told me he was sleeping and that's why my mom missed him. I asked where he was sleeping because she said she looked all over, and he stopped responding to my texts. I guess my mom asked him about it because he told her he was sleeping in the guest room. But when I got him, the room had no blankets, and the stuff I left on it untouched. Scarf, wood stick on pillow. So I asked him about it again when I got home, and he was ticked I thought he'd go out when he had horrible diarrhea. He stormed away and then took the car to get washed. When he got home, he was no longer fuming, but went to his office to play video games until dinner, slash we put our kid to bed then wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the night, hiding in the office to play video games more. So, am I the jerk for not believing my husband? Should I trust him despite the information I was given and saw for myself? He's a great guy and I trust him with my life, but I feel like I'd be a fool not to at least question the circumstance. If it were me, I'd be hurt at not being trusted, but I feel like I'd at least explain myself. Am I the jerk for wanting an explanation? I don't think you're necessarily a jerk for wanting an explanation. I think jumping to the assumptions doesn't help though. I mean, OP kind of put a lot of weird pressure and assumption on this and then afterwards is like, well, I just want an answer. I just want to know what's going on. Just go to them and ask them initially. 
This next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my stepson, 12-year-old male, to live with us? I have two boys, 10-year-old male and 5-year-old male, and I'm getting married in the next few weeks to my boyfriend, who has a 12-year-old son from a previous relationship. My future husband's son asked his dad if he could come live with us after we get married, because he wants to experience a genuine family dynamic with parents and siblings, given that his biological parents never married anyone else. My husband is on board with this idea, believing it would contribute positively to the boy's personal growth. I expressed to my husband that I have reservations about having him live with us, based on observations during the weekends he spends at our place. Firstly, he appears to have a strained relationship with my younger son. He rarely includes him in activities unless I specifically prompt him to do so. When I ask him to assist the younger boy, such as accompanying him to the bathroom, he does so with obvious reluctance. Secondly, he displays an excessive competitive streak towards my older son. He consistently aims to outperform him and even taunts him when he succeeds. I find this overly competitive atmosphere uncomfortable. I desire my children to grow up in a nurturing and supportive environment. The third and most significant concern is his academic and behavioral performance. My boyfriend has informed me that his son has been struggling academically and has faced minor behavioral challenges. I'm concerned about his potential negative influence on my children, particularly my older son. My husband dismisses these concerns as typical for his age, believing that with our guidance he could improve. I sought advice from my mother and she disagrees with me, asserting that providing a united family environment could greatly benefit my stepson. Both of them label my reasons as unreasonable. Am I the jerk? I definitely think OP's the jerk here. And I had to do a double take when she said, I ask him to assist the younger boy, such as accompanying him to the bathroom. I was like, asking the husband? Wait, no, you're asking this 12-year-old stepson to accompany your 5-year-old to the bathroom? That does not sound right to begin with. And God forbid a kid is competitive. I feel like OP is looking for some really weird, outlier, flaky reasons to not have anything to do with this kid. I just think as the beloved son of your husband, you should try to love him first, too. And it doesn't really sound like OP has. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife that I would be perfectly capable of doing what she does? I, 30-year-old male, have a wife, 30-year-old female, and a daughter, 7-year-old female. I work in finance and my wife is a stay-at-home mom as I earn sufficient for the both of us. My wife is a great stay-at-home mom and takes great care of our house. I was lucky to buy a home as I earn well in a medium cost of living city. I love my wife but she finds it humorous to say that I'm incapable of doing household tasks. We had agreed that she would do them when we decided she would stay at home. But I do stuff occasionally when we're both home if she asks me to. But then if I say, load the dishwasher for her, she'll claim I did it wrong just because I do it different than she does. It still cleans well. The other day we were eating and she told me about her day and how she went grocery shopping and optimized the cost by buying specific items at specific stores and accounting for the cost of traveling to each store. And she made an offhanded remark that I would never be able to do that and said it in a, what would you ever do without me kind of way. I replied back saying that of course I could do it. I handle complex decisions and calculations at my work as I work in finance and that I have a master's degree. And what I do involves more intellect than household operations, even though I acknowledged and appreciate what she does, I would be capable if the roles were reversed. 
She got angry and seemed to think I was calling her stupid when I wasn't and then cried and now I feel like a jerk. She said she was a very good student and had she graduated, she would be in my position as well. My wife and I met in college, but she was an international student studying physics and computer science, and she had issues with her loan from her home country and couldn't afford to complete it, and we got married then so she could stay. Initially, she wanted to complete it later after finding the funds, but she agreed to be a stay-at-home mom when I got a good job. And I appreciate that a lot, as we were able to have a kid early on, even while I was both completing my master's and working full-time. So, while she deserves to feel great for doing such incredible things, I mean, optimizing the costs of all those things is a lot more than most people do. It can't be done at the expense of trying to put down your own partner. Is OP really the jerk for just defending their capability? Everybody in the comments is ripping up OP because the wife gave up on their college and went to raise their kid, but that doesn't really change anything. She's still in this situation saying, essentially, I did all this. You would never be able to do that. Are you supposed to just take that with a smile? I guess I'm just on the wrong side of this because everybody is just blasting OP on this one. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not eating the dinner my husband made for me? In our household, we don't really cook because we both work at places with free or very cheap, warm and good lunches. So on weekdays, we tend to have very light dinners, think just some simple sandwiches, or sometimes even nothing if we're still full from lunch. If we're not working on that day, we mostly get takeout or go out to eat out. On the rare occasions we want homemade dinner, I'm the one who cooks because, frankly, my husband is a horrible cook, always has been. So my 31st birthday fell on a workday this year, and I wasn't planning on celebrating anything. Just wanted to get some nice dinner with my husband and watch a movie afterwards or something. I asked him if he wanted to go to one of our favorite restaurants that day, and he said no. He would take care of dinner. I thought, cool, thinking he'd get takeout or order in. Well, that day when I came from work... I go into the living room and I see husband setting up the table. He says he made me dinner and that that surprised me because, again, he's not a good cook. But I sit down and wait for him to finish setting up the table. And, well, it was bad. Very bad. The pasta dish he made? The sauce was weirdly grainy and oily. Smelled off, too. He tried to make little pies stuffed with cheese, but all the pies were half burned and most of the cheese had oozed out of them already. The chocolate pudding he made for dessert was still extremely liquidy. It was very clear that nothing turned out the way it should have been, but I thanked him and told him I appreciated the effort, but that we both knew that his cooking skills are bad. So he should have just gotten takeout or order in. He got upset, but honestly, he knew the food was messed up, and I still wanted a nice dinner. So I asked if he wanted to order in, but he refused. So I still ordered food for him too, in case he wanted it later but he only ate his portion of the dinner. Afterwards, he called me a jerk and said at the very least, I should have tried the food. It's been a few weeks since and sometimes I think I was too harsh and maybe I should have just tried the food even if I knew it would be bad. Am I the jerk? I mean, you would be surprised. Sometimes food does look pretty bad or maybe a little overdone and surprises you with how good it actually still is. I mean, the fact alone that he didn't even try it, you don't even truly know. I've seen a lot of Gordon Ramsay things. I've heard him a countless number of times say, it tastes better than it looks. It could have happened. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right.
That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.